0: Summer hours. Summer hours <laughs> at the retraction office. Yeah.
1: You know, all right. So as part of the episode, <clears throat> if we're really going to get into it, uh, I was just geeking out today. Um, I, I freaking love I mean, I, I honestly probably would have loved being a constitutional law professor. Um, it, it, it definitely would have tickled that uh, that uh, that geeky funny bone of uh, of just mindlessly reading uh, historical um um, uh, Supreme court decisions, uh, you know, since the beginning of the, of the nation's founding. Uh, but I had to go back to, I I was just sort of getting that out of the way because of, I just didn't want to There's a bias I have with regarding to the fact that I think most people should actually read Supreme court decisions when they come out. I think, first of all, it's amazing, uh, that as a country, uh, any Supreme court decision is made readily available online. You can get the full decision. Uh, and, uh, and and you think they're, they're
0: legible. I'm guilty. I haven't really read it, read them before. Well, that's it, what, are that, they that's legible? What's,
1: that's, what's really funny about them. They, they, they are written for the average person to understand them. That being said, <laughs> really, I'm surprised. No, well, that's, I would good. have
0: thought ivory tower pretentious.
1: Well, unfortunately the, uh, <laughs> the average person that when, it, when we, I'm putting up quotes for anyone who uh, hasn't isn't in one of our domiciles to see us recording live, uh, since we refuse to do a live stream. Um, but hopefully, one day that that will come to fruition. The they are written for the landed gentry, who was the average person at the time of the country's founding, to be able to take them in and read them with, with, with Antoine, what the
0: hell does landed gentry mean?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a person who could vote (laughs) when this nation was founded, someone who could vote. And that's the thing. So they're, they're at that standard. They're still at that standard today. It just doesn't, it just, most people's reading, you know, doesn't necessarily get up to the language of, of what you would use in, uh, in, um, in, in, in a the Supreme court decision now, it, but it is, it is fairly, it is, it, it, there are just a few words. Like you, you need to understand what a tort is. So I mean, a tort is just a, it's a law. That's it's just another word for a law. And, uh, and then they, they throw in a lot of references and those references are there for you to look up yourself. If you do not already know what the,
0: are they uh, hyperlink? Are they deep linking these they're references? Not hyperlinked.
1: No, they, cause they're, are PDF files. They're not- <laughs> not you successful. can hyperlink a pdf you could i've you could i mean they, they the court has this court system is not caught up um but uh, and i actually I actually think decisions not even not just in the supreme court level i think you could see many uh decisions all along the the different uh, circuit courts but when i the only reason i talk about the supreme court is because well, people have other jobs you have other things you need to do in your life take care of family relationships um, you know not everyone will sit here for three hours reading supreme court decisions but I, I do think it is important. I think people should just take take a you know they should they should just take a a decision a year or something and just like read it just so they have a better understanding as to the makeup of the court, uh the the the, the purpose of the court because because a lot of the justices who write the decision they kind of they frame where they're coming from, uh with regard to the decision, and uh, and I think that it helps um, take out a little bit of the Fox News, CNN that sort of punditry of like. Conservative justice, liberal justice, like you you get this more nuanced uh, uh, view of the court and how uh, uh, justices sort of a view the act of being a justice. And and sometimes you could get a little bit of that political fringe in in their decision making. But for the majority of it, it really is just they, they really just try to go by the letter of the law. And I think that most people don't understand that the letter of the law is very Uh, It can be very narrow uh, in in many cases, and and therefore it gets easier just to say, oh, that's a conservative judge or a liberal judge. But like in this case, so the case that I was spending most of my time on was the um, was the the uh, the Nestle slavery uh, suit that we talked about last episode, Um, because I wanted to spend a little bit more time on it because I think I don't think that we. Well, I think there are there's a few retractions. I think that the general gist of what we where we came down on that decision was that we live in a global society and and the laws, the framework of our legal system does not necessarily open us up to the realities of how of, con- of conducting business and how business is, has been globalized and, and how a, a company uh, based in the United States can affect how other nations actually do and like how they run business like how they how they conduct themselves based on what how how we approach it. So I think that there's something to be said for that. But in the actual and we're probably going to have to do maybe some editing. I'm just going to have to go a little slow with some of this, but the we came away from that episode without I you cuz in the way that you framed it, you had us the you the what is it the alien tort statute you had that that as something that the justices were recommending uh the the plaintiffs to have used like in in that they they weren't is that as a justice thomas was you was recommending it as something that they could have possibly uh have sued on in terms of the grounds but that's not the way it really was going down um the it, they, they actually used the ATS in this proceeding. OK, so the, 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 the case we're talking about here is the uh, is the John Doe versus Cargill. Um, and I think it was like Cargill. And um, there might be it, it, that's the name of the actual case. But they 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 did sue under the ATS. But what what was sort of the consensus of the justices was that the ATS was created to be used in domestic cases. And then when when you're talking about the Ivory Coast and child, well, there was actually the child 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 slavery wasn't even put into this. I could get it. We could get into that in a, in a minute. But the the slaver, the basically the, I think it was like six plaintiffs. It was either five or six plaintiffs uh, that were uh, that brought forth this case were ex slaves from a farm in the Ivory Coast and the justices. Oh, let me
0: let me let me break in for a second because. Okay. And any apologies to listeners or yourself if I had misframed it, but I'm, I just pulled up the article now. It's a single sentence in the article that I had read that talked about this Alien Tort Act. And the sentence is, yeah, the the, the, the lead in is the court ruled eight to one that the group had no standing because the abuse happened outside the US. Right. The next sentence is, but it stopped short of a definitive ruling on whether the Alien Tort Act An 18th century uh, century law could be used to hold U.S. companies to account for labor abuses committed in their supply chains abroad.
1: Now, see, that's a that's a bit of a misrepresentation of.
0: So I did not read the ruling like you did. I was going off of that. Right. And And I think
1: and I think the majority of the press, because that's a clean way to sort of explain it to the the person, like whoever is reading the article in terms of con- on contextualizing what actually occurred. But the justices were actually a bit split in terms of whether, first of all, I would say the majority did believe that a corporation could be sued under the ATS. But again, it's under the limited action of the ATS when it's a domestic application of the ATS. And they were saying this was well, extraterritorial.
0: And so then the other reference that I pulled up during the episode, uh, according to the Center for Justice and Accountability, cga.org, they say mm-hmm. that the, tort, the alien tort statute is a U.S. federal law first adopted in 1789 Correct. that gives the federal courts jurisdiction to hear lawsuits filed by non-U.S. citizens for torts committed in violation of international law. So are you saying that it has to be done on U.S. soil, but it's a violation of international law? That's correct. So a a visitor from another land has to come here and be mistreated and
1: be grieved. Yes, that that's the that's the fine print of the law. That is literally Mm. what Justice Thomas and Kavanaugh were addressing in the opinion is that it's that I think that's what will get missed if you're reading it from an article is that it's it's. Basically, if you're breaking international law, that is when it comes into play. But the the way that it was originally applied were for like diplomats. It was like I think like one case was like a a a, a Dutch diplomat in Philadelphia that had his like niece arrested, right? And that so it's it's about addressing grievances by international people for things that have occurred to them while staying within our domestic borders. So while staying in the United States, and that's, that's right. the that's the nuance of the application. But I think it's funny because the you would say, all right, well, then why would anyone sue using this uh, particular tort? Why would anyone sue using this law? And the reason they've sued using this law is because of, this is what's really key that no one's really talking about is the there was a case called Sosa versus Alvarez. And I'll read that. I'll just read the uh, the summary uh, judgment on Sosa v. Alvarez. Uh, Because that kind of will give you a bit of the framework as to where uh, the suit was coming from. Uh, The Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, approved using petitioner Sosa and another Mexican national to abduct respondent Alvarez Machin. I I might not be uh, pronouncing that uh, correctly. I'm not a native Spanish speaker. Uh, Also, a Mexican national from Mexico to stand trial in the United States for a DEA agent's torture and murder. As relevant here, after his acquittal, Alvarez sued the United States for false arrest under the Federal Tort Claims Act, which waives sovereign immunity in suits for personal injury caused by the negligent or wrongful act or omission of any government employee while acting within the scope of his office or employment, and sued Sosa for violating the law of nations under the Alien Tort Statute. That's the ATS. A 1789 law giving district courts original jurisdiction of any civil action by an alien for tort only committed in violation of the law of nations. The district court dismissed the FTCA claims. You could throw that one out of your uh, out of your brain, but awarded Alvarez summary judgment and damages on the ATS claim. The Ninth Circuit affirmed the ATS judgment, but reversed the FTCA claims dismissal. So. So because this is something that, that that's what's funny, because the original grievance occurred internationally here, right, in this guy's arrest, they applied it. Right. But the thing is, it's funny because what they're really applying it to is the fact that he was brought over into America and then in America tried. And I get that must be where they're coming with the grievance is so They're saying, well, the actual trial o- occurred in America, even though he was extradited in order, you know, for everything to begin. And that must be where that small sort of severance, like that small little legal sliver uh, that the justices hung on to in the, in this new case, that's where it must come from, is that they're saying, well, it was still primarily a U.S.-based grievance versus trying someone for slavery, acts of slavery that are being committed abroad. In
0: someone in a U.S. company supply chain.
1: Well, that and so that's what's interesting is that the basically the, the planners in this case of so the 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 lawyers that were defending these guys were saying that uh, we're, were basically saying that because all of the US based funding and planning for the chocolate enterprises and the and the distribution chain occurs in the United States, that basically is like that makes the responsibility of what happens abroad like the the company's responsibility essentially they're saying that because it's occurring in the united states for the planning they therefore are are legally uh, liable to the subsequent like distribution of how like all that unfolds abroad and basically all the justices were saying that that's just a that's too far-fetched you cannot apply this domestic-based law in that fashion that's sort of so if that if that hopefully that clarifies it does. See, in that
0: case. I mean, obviously, it seems immoral, but not illegal. If exactly. you Follow the that's letter exactly. of the law. And, 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 you, and I mean, a company then could hire to do heinous things as long as it's outside of U.S. territory.
1: Well, well, here's what's really funny about it, because in the I think Kavanaugh's dissent was what was the most interesting. So. The justices are slightly split on it. Uh, Thomas gave the, 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 I forget what they call it, but it's, it's basically, it's the opinion. It's the official opinion, uh, which goes first. And then um, subsequent justices, for anyone who doesn't, understand, who doesn't know how a Supreme or a court decision works, subsequent justices could say, I agree with you on uh, points A, B, and, and D, but I disagree with you on point C, so I'm going to do a second opinion, even though I'm still agreeing, so it's still part of the majority decision, but I'm disagreeing with you based on this small part that that you put as part of your decision, and that's kind of what happened here. So uh, it was like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Uh, I think actually, I, I, I'm, I, let me strike if it's, it's Gorsuch. So let me just say it's, it was. I think it's mostly Kavanaugh, but Kavanaugh has a secondary opinion that basically says that the. I mean, I feel like he try he tries to play the politics a little bit. He was basically saying that we have to interpret the law based on the way that the Congress enacted it back in seventeen eighty nine and in seventeen eighty nine the government was fragile and feared reprisal from foreign nations that were stronger if they didn't provide those foreign like people, their nationals, foreign nationals, a place to sort of display grievances if they feel they've been wronged by the United States. So he was saying that the the whole application of the law is really just to uh, av- is just to avoid war. Right. And so anything outside of that is the court playing politics or the court creating policy because that it's it's just not meant to be used in anything outside of avoiding war, essentially and that that's not that really itself playing point. politics. Well, there. Yeah, well, what are you going to do, right? But I'm just trying to say that even within the majority of the decision, there were various dissenters, and then Sotomayor also had a dissent because she was saying that I agree that it needs to be domestic, but it doesn't mean that in the future the court can't rule in a in a more unilateral, like in a more you know can't give more deference to something that happens abroad because it is our you know it's like the Well,
0: that seems more like that activist. Ex- yeah. type approach where exactly. you're doing that i think that congress should expand that law or create a and that's
1: moment. and that's basically what the that's why you had the majority and i think is the one dissenting opinion um which was uh, hold on the, the one dissenter was alito alito's dissent the only reason he dissented is because he said that there wasn't enough information and that the case should go on basically so it's not even like there was one person who said hey you guys did a good job here I agree with you. I agree. I disagree with all my other colleagues. Basically, it was a it was a unanimous decision that this tort cannot be applied um, uh, internationally in this way. We
0: just have a. We just have a gap. Yes. In in that's, protection here.
1: That's exactly right. Um, There's a gap in protection. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it it probably does take something heinous like this to happen in order for people like us to even become aware of it. Um But, wow, uh, I hope that this is something that the Congress takes up. Um, Obviously, I wouldn't have mind if an activist judge would have reinterpreted this a little bit because this seems this seems terrible, like extraordinarily terrible.
1: You're right. Right. But but it's interesting, right, because that that, this is where the politics comes into how justices are picked. And when people talk about conservative courts versus liberal courts, I mean, even the supposed liberal judges, though, did you know, they did side with the majority decision. So, I mean, I
0: get it. The law is the law and you can't reinterpret it to, to mean what it should be. Uh, I mean, I I understand that. And, you know, they're professionals. That's where their expertise is. It doesn't feel right because it's so immoral. It does think about the terrible things that you could get away with as long as you can cover yourself. Uh, They happened outside the country um none of the decision making was done outside the country It was all like wh- whatever it is whatever these um whatever these methods are to cover their tracks to protect themselves it's just it's weird that you can get away with this i yeah. think
1: it's i mean it's i don't know if it's necessarily weird right like weird isn't sort of the word i would use with it i mean it it it, it makes sense if you do not have enough you know international protections no it's odd because this
0: because slavery itself is so unilaterally
1: correct international law
0: it's so it's it's so off you you cannot do that right um and then the fact that there's this loophole where you can't do it but you could certainly benefit from it you could certainly you know do these other things and 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 that's i guess weird in a sense of like odd and it's not a strong enough word,
1: but it's not but, odd, right. If you go back to what in the last episode, remember, I did the whole speech about how this is worked into our framework, and it actually makes a lot of sense to allow you to benefit from slavery without necessarily being implicated with um, by committee. I guess it,
0: it offends modern sensibilities, whether or not our sh- infrastructure, our structure behind the scenes has caught up. To the rhetoric that you know, you're conditioned from a young age to to adopt. Mm-hmm. It offends my modern sensibilities. Right. I didn't know how the sausage was being made or the chocolate in this case, um, and it's it's offensive. Um, and that's that's the odd part of it. If there's a disconnect, it's right. not matching up with my expectation, and it's so far off because it's something so heinous.
1: But again, would you expect a 1789 law to? To match up with your expectations on 20 on 20 in the broadest sense though
0: in the in the same way that it was but but that but that law not because i think you might be linking it to slavery there um and that's not what that law was even covering it was just covering offenses right. uh and so in that broadest sense yeah this would have now that slavery is illegal would have fallen under the umbrella of that law so the fact that no, did I? We didn't have a global supply chain in the anywhere near what we have now. That global econ- economy I think
1: that's, that's didn't really exist then, yeah, exactly. so they
0: didn't. They weren't thinking of, oh well, you know, if our supply chains overseas mistreat people, we got to protect them. That's, that's not accurate. what they were thinking.
1: We're, we're, no, no, they weren't, and I think that that's why it's a it's almost like a, a a miscarrying of justice to like for someone like Kavanaugh, for instance, to try to interpret to say that you know that that strict interpretation of the law is the only way this law can possibly be applied. I mean, at that point. You would say that I don't know. It's not crazy. I don't want to say 90 percent of our legal system is is no longer relevant. But it it, it does good. It does point to a fact that, you know, you have so many most majority of our legal system is based on precedent. And then if you're using precedent in cases for with laws that were created in the uh, 18th and 19th century, it, it does beg to. You know, it, it it begs the question, you know, like, well, you know, how far off are we in terms of what most people believe is like legally and morally just? Uh, and then how does that really play out when you're looking at the actual legal system in the courts? So I'm just saying that 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 that's why, again, back to my beginning statement, I think people should spend more time reading Supreme Court decisions so they can have a better framework to realize just how complicated. And it's not really necessarily complicated. It's just old, old and archaic. Our system is in many levels, and it doesn't meet the expectation you'd expect by watching TV or you know any other I don't know any anything that you're kind of getting your moral sensibility from to believe well this can't possibly happen here. It's like well, it, it can if you have to do a court if you if you want if you go to court and your judge I mean your your uh, your lawyer is talking about some some ruling in 1863 it's going to dawn on you pretty quickly that you're you're you're, you're kind of sol right like, like it's like it's, it's <laughs> if they start citing like stuff not, from a
0: couple hundred years ago yeah
1: it's like you're not you're not in good company at that point right you should start to sweat because, <laughs> because like, well <laughs> you know yeah you know, you, exactly you got mark zuckerberg up there talking about like you know uh you know anti-competitiveness and and then you got people referencing stuff from the from the 19th century on like, you know, uh, antitrust laws or something. It's like, well, yeah. if you're not allowed to reapply,
0: if, if you're not allowed to reinterpret the laws, how are you exactly. supposed to apply them to exactly. modern day scenarios?
1: And that's the difference between how conservatives and liberals view the court system. Exactly. So, so that's, anyway, I yeah. just, I just wanted to, I thought, I felt like it was worth it. Uh, that, that that, no, that
0: is a, that is a heck of a retraction uh, revisit. So no, I'm glad you, thank you for looking into that and I'm glad you brought it up. That's, Hopefully the listeners have a better idea of what has happened, what has transpired here. And I think that we learned from that. So that's, yeah.
1: that's or, good. Or we'll, we have to, yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that, too. I mean, that's on me for not doing that last time. So you can't be expected
1: uh, to. I mean, if you have to go back to the source, you'd be that that's why the media exists. That's why journalists exist. You're supposed to summarize.
0: Well, you know what I was going to say is that because you were like, people should start reading this. And yes. my honest initial reaction to that was no, no like, they should. And that goes into like, yeah, we need a cultural change to, uh, you know, be more civic duty oriented, uh, but no one's going to read that anytime soon, not, not in any way that would be meaningful to to the country. So I would suggest PSAs in the form of uh, coming attraction reels like they used to do old school with the news before before your movies, but just put it into all your streaming shows.
1: I know you're baiting me cuz you want me to do my old timey voice but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it cuz I have been roasting to those recordings and I don't think it's coming across very good. So Uh but I'm that's
0: gonna do it. But that but that's that's what I think they should do. I think that uh it should be those types of things. Now, It doesn't have to be Supreme Court decisions all the time, but something that's very um objective where uh that's the news, that's it, but it's super important. I think that that I think that's what they should do. Do you know is there like a and you may not know this, so don't, don't worry about it, but is there like how many Supreme court decisions are made in a week or a month or a know. day? How does that work? I don't know. Is it like an insane volume or is it like once a month or something?
1: Yeah. I can't tell you. Um, I would honestly, if I threw it out, I would just be making it up. I'm actually, no okay. sure. I was curious. I, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't, even, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think you're seeing like 22 or something like that. I I don't know, but I mean, I, we could we could because it's it. almost like
0: keeping up with the votes that take place or something like that in Congress. It's like it's hard to.
1: Well, the, all right. I think there are more. There's definitely more votes being taking place in Congress than there are Supreme Court cases being reviewed. So I think that there is. Here's the thing. It's not you don't need to read every single Supreme Court case. But I think that if something like this, for instance, comes across your desk and it has to do with uh, possible chocolate companies in the United States aiding and abetting slavery. I think that that's be keyword
0: easy. search. Anytime you watch something about chocolate or slavery, this is the real that shows up.
1: I would just say, yeah, something. Something as sensationalist as that. I feel it's something you could probably take the time out to say, hey, maybe I should read that decision. Not necessarily, you know, you don't need every well, decision.
0: We'll but. tag all of the Supreme Court decisions with keywords and match them up to movie titles.
1: Now, here's the other thing I will say about that. And it's probably the end of our segment on this. But the, the Washington Post in 2019 had a huge uh, story like they did a whole i don't i don't want to say a cover star because it's the that's the internet but uh they did a they did a whole piece where they were basically putting together all these logistics and they they named i'm gonna actually let me just pull that story up real quick because they named they said that Coco's child, Coco's child laborers, Mars, Nestle and Hershey pledged nearly two decades ago to stop using cocoa harvested by children. Yet much of the chocolate you buy still starts with child labor. That was a 2019 article, and it was calling them out for child uh, for, for abuses in terms of child slavery. I mean, they say child labor here, but the article goes on to clearly state that. But So how does that because wasn't slavery. the
0: whole wasn't the whole thing that they didn't know They didn't know about it or is it purely that they're protected? Because if that's an article from 2019, then how do you claim ignorance?
1: Hold on. Yeah, exactly. So it says right here, the world's chocolate companies have missed deadlines to uproot child labor from their cocoa supply chains in 2005, 2008 and 2010. Next year, which so that would be this is it. That'll be 2020. They face another target date and industry officials indicate they probably will miss that, too, which clearly probably have considering that this ruling. Right. If you're not found uh, responsible so that's what that's what's interesting so there really hasn't been much of a consumer outcry it's very much something that seems to fall uh either to the wayside or just skirt under the table but this is this issue has been going on for uh at least uh, i don't want to yeah better part of like two decades yeah they've been they, they've they people have been uh, there's been outcry on this on this very issue so i'm just saying i just want to put that in context so it's not yeah, you're right it's not like these guys are not aware and this is the first time anyone's ever brought it up but you know they're 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 really just hiding behind the fact to say that they can but then also how is there not other countries
0: how is there not a law now so this isn't new no it's not new at all and so why isn't congress passing a bill on this now like two years ago that's really the
1: question right again right i feel like people In general, feel that the Supreme Court is the decision maker on a lot of these things. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, why is this being decided in the court from a law from 1789? Right. You could easily not easily, but you would expect a more updated version of this law or similar laws that people could sue under. That would protect these people. In other words, something that's a little bit more modern considering the, the the length and scope and breadth of of the way that corporations have globalized, you know, in terms of like, you know, the linkage that majority major corporations have with the international community when it comes to uh, production and and. Uh, And uh, and and yeah, basically the 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 procurement and movement of goods. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, we need something more updated and it's up to the Congress to create to to make this law. It's not up to the court to build this law. So there is something to be said for that, which is kind of what the justices are saying. You know, in in one way, the justices are kind of making a political statement, which I mean, it's within what they should be doing, which is to say that we are not the arbiters of this. The Congress is the are, are the ones who create laws and they should be doing their job. It's not up to us to make new laws. We don't find this morally acceptable, but it's not on us to create new laws in order to police this. This is up to the Congress to do so. And then another reason why it's important to pay attention to what the court's trying to say. Jeez.
0: It's even more disheartening because it's not new information and nothing has been done. It's just right. new to us. Yeah. And that's... That's like a whole nother layer of, oh, wait, this has been around and nothing's been done. Right. Well, I mean, what we can do is keep talking about it as we hear things, but or don't hear things from Congress. But this is, wow, it's kind of like a demoralizing update. It's a good update because now we know more about the framework of all of this, of our discussion, but the extra layers hurt. They hurt the heart i have a I have a retraction
1: <laughs> okay, go for
0: it It's probably uh a little bit more important than what you were just talking about. Um, last time we recorded, you had asked me what celebrities were appearing on Shark Week. I had told you Chris Hemsworth because I saw it on my fire stick. I was mistaken. Shark Week is on discovery. This was actually a ad for Nat Geo for their shark fest so um you know, I stand corrected. Chris Hemsworth was not on Shark Week; it was uh, Shark Fest <laughs> on that geo.
1: I'm sure. I just wanted, I just wanted to get
0: that out there. I, I know I probably caused a lot of confusion, a lot of broken hearts out there <laughs> sifting through the channels, you the probably, channel schedule.
1: You really, you really did. You probably. Yeah. Did.
0: Yeah. So sorry about that, guys. Sorry if you missed it. Our,
1: our apologies if uh, to anyone who actually tuned in and was watching shark week episode after shark week episode turned into dr pimple poppers Sh- pops shark pimples shark natal thor never came and it was, yeah it was like where's thor <laughs> where is the Jamie? jamie thor? said thor was coming he's not here we lost all credibility there i'm sure that that's, that was the camel that broke or that's the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of our please character.
0: associate that with my knowledge of sharks and my 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 lack of ac- academic
1: experience oh there. man all right well that's good to know i'm glad yeah i, I didn't tune in so did you actually tune in no i
0: haven't you know what i thought about it uh when i saw that and i was and it clicked i'm like oh man i messed that up um and i was like wait i haven't watched i wouldn't watch either shark fest which i didn't know was a thing or shark week uh and i've purposely sat down not purposely but i've sat down a couple times on the couch and like what do you want to watch tonight We finish loki um watch some other things and I, I, that never even popped in my head so i don't even know is it still is it is it this week do i still have a couple it's days? still going on
1: it's still yeah, going on um let's check it out i think you did miss the pitbull popper episode but uh but you're, you're, you're nearing you the crescendo mm-hmm. because uh you know they're gonna they're gonna ramp it up for the weekend so you got friday you got tonight and you it's got a grand finale to uh to catch some uh good old-fashioned shark buttery reality tv goodness
0: yeah, Sharknado probably featured now. Probably. Like you read before. Probably. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme the other day. Um, it, 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 this is like so unrelated. It, 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 not a meme, a tweet. Someone tweeted it, and I was like, "Yeah," and it has nothing to do with anything. But it, I, I thought I would mention it.
1: Okay, what, what was the uh, what was the meme about?
0: Jurassic Park isn't about. It. I'm sorry, Jurassic Park. Is about capitalistic hubris, not science gone wrong. The science went gloriously right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's. I think that's accurate. I believe right. I that's, I know, that, that's I, incredibly accurate.
0: I never framed it that way in my mind because uh, I hate. I and mean, we've brought this up before. I, I, I think it's so damaging to our um, culture when we demonize the, sci- the science as mad scientists and. And things gone haywire in that way. There's a responsibility with all of our discovery, but you know it's so overdone now. And I understand back in the day it was interesting, but now um, I think we need to switch switch it up a little bit. But that kind of like reframed the whole thing for me. And I'm like, you know what? That is right. That is right. The the science did go gloriously right. So, thought I bring that up.
1: It's. I mean, I think it's a king to. uh, I don't know if it's like an adage or meme, but uh, it's like science itself, right, has no morality. It's 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 like the it's a the tool, passion. right? And it, it's right. an instrument. It's, tool. it's an instrument. You
0: you use it's how you use it. Right. It's and up that's up, on someone else. Right,
1: exactly. So it's up to the people and how they're how they apply it. Um but the science itself is is, is innocuous. What what is that what is that other saying, that america's saying guns don't kill people?
0: <laughs> when I said that I knew I was like, I wonder if he's gonna draw that connection because that's what popped in my head. And I'm like, that's gonna come back to bite me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: right
1: it's just a tool
0: well you can't call people on
1: your gun <laughs> gun phone <laughs> coming through a store near um, you
0: um yeah so i thought that was just interesting i figured i'd mention it okay. i have one i have one like article i don't know if you have anything else I, got, I like i, got, you know, I, I got, like reacting to your stuff I mean, too we're, but
1: we're backed up man We're we're backed up so
0: I have a, a short article to read if you want.
1: Yeah, sure. We need a chronic. To get this information out.
0: IFL article. All right. Iceland's huge four-day working week trial and overwhelming success. Have you heard about this?
1: It is actually on my list of things. Oh. Yep. We, that's, first of all, listener, this never happens. We never actually have the exact same story on our list. That is, it, is no, it is my number three story that I'm looking at right now.
0: God, you know, are you, are you talking down to me? My, my, my number one story is your number three. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? Well, your yeah. passive aggressive comments.
1: Well, I'm the one who spends more time looking at the wolves. So, you know, I got wolf <laughs> updates. I got, <laughs> I got is all that your number
0: one. Is that it your is, number it is, one?
1: It's actually my. It's like my number two. Oh. But uh, Antoine
0: we'll beat me down. I used to think because it was from listener feedback, it was to steal the wolf idea. That's what he's done. He's, he's made it his own. He's appropriated that's it.
1: That's basically what happened here. Yeah. All
0: right. So I'm going to read this, and then I guess if you want to skip to yours and uh, and and merge the two. Because I don't know what your comments are, because I'm just going to read my. uh, I I picked out a few key pieces from the article. Okay, go for it. Um, UK based think tank Autonomy and the Association for Sustainability and Democracy, ALDA, in Iceland have released a report, and the findings are quite something. Not only did people report feeling happier, healthier, and less stressed, many workplaces also became more productive. From 2015 to 2019, two large-scale trials saw 2500 people in iceland more than one percent of the country's entire working population cut their hours from around 40 hours a week to 35 their participants worked in a range of environments including offices shops hospitals daycare centers etc and involved those working a typical nine to five day as well as non-standard shift patterns throughout the trial The researchers interviewed workers and gathered data on their well-being and changes to the workplace. Most participants reported having more energy for other activities such as socializing, exercising, and hobbies, while explaining the cut in work hours allowed them to spend more time with their families and made it easier to complete other chores at home. These benefits were especially noticeable among the single-parent families included in the trials Men in heterosexual partnerships also took on more housework and greater domestic responsibilities, sharing out the division of labor more evenly. Side note, sounds like a cheap shot. Uh, shots fired. Um, crucially, productivity was either maintained or improved in the majority of workplaces. The researchers put the improvement in productivity down to better morale at work following the apparent success of the trial unions were able to renegotiate working patterns and now 86 percent repeat 86 percent of iceland's workforce has moved to a shorter work week that's that was that's what i wrote out from that and a lot of that is taken straight from the article
1: yeah i only have um the only i can add to it because i mean i had basically all of the similar information but to sort of accentuate what, what, what went on in the Iceland in your portion of the Iceland article. Um, when Microsoft Japan trialed a four-day work week in 2019, productivity increased by almost 40%. New Zealand firm Perpetual Guardian permanently switched to a four-day work week in 2018 after their own trial, trial saw productivity increase 20%. Companies around the world have tried shorter work weeks again and again continually confirming the international labor organization's 2018 report that shorter work hours typically produce happier, more productive workers. So they're not alone. Other companies have done it in uh, various
0: countries. And in that uh, and your readings on this, because those dates are older, right? It's 2021. Has anyone reverted that has tried it?
1: That like Japan or anyone else that I do not know. So but that's not the point. I mean, that's what the point. I mean, the point is, is that the even if, if they do revert it, it would have to be based on some other ancillary data, right? It would have to be based on or the pilot
0: is, ended or the pilot ended exactly or the viewing indefinitely. Right. What's, exactly.
1: But it, they're not. But the point is, they're not reverting because people were upset or felt more stressed. Right. Because they, they, they well, they, my, during the study, they're finding that people feel less stress and more productive. Well, I guess why
0: I asked that was because I was kind of jumping ahead in logic a a little bit. But the reason why I asked that is under under the premise of companies are looking to make money. And this research shows that people are more productive. Productivity equals money. So many countries and companies have done this globally. How is this not caught on like wildfire? How many dominoes have to fall before this is just the norm uh, you know, worldwide. And that's the fact that you're citing things from two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And this study itself started in 2015. That's why I went to that. Did they revert back? Like where, why has the momentum not continued to reverberate around the world? Where, why, where are we with this?
1: I don't know. Lack of incentive, right? People...
0: The incentive is more money. If you went to a company and said, Hey, you want to make 40% more do this? Are you kidding? Like people would do that. Sort of. So
1: depends on Yeah, Maybe because again i mean you, you could be facetious about it and say well they worked less you you could try to say you could try to say well if they were able to create 40% more with 4 days why aren't they creating 60% with 5 i mean you you burnout ex- well burnout. Duh, duh, you could say burnout but i'm just saying you don't have to take into account those uh those uh, particularities you know you could just you could just over the top and just say well maybe they just uh you know, they're maybe they're not working hard enough, and they and they ended up working more efficiently when they had less time. So we just need to figure out a way to to boost that efficiency over the five day work week, and we can make even more money. You you could come at it from, from a, uh, that kind of a sinister approach.
0: Um, well, my thing, it's if not I was, that though. Be, if I someone was pitching know. data to me, mm-hmm. and you know, idea, let's right? put aside that I want this. <laughs> if someone <laughs> pitching data to and it seemed a little weird, like a little, a, a little fishy, right? Oh, all right, you're gonna cut the four day week work week. To, you're gonna cut the work week to four days. Productivity goes up forty percent. Um, how are you measuring this? Like, where's this data coming from? Your your revenue went up forty percent. Is that what you're telling me? How is productivity measured?
1: That's where? What are I the sources that. for that? I doubt. I doubt. I mean. I'm gonna. I'm just personally gonna doubt it because I'm gonna say that if the if the revenues could have been quantified, they probably would have been part of the article, or at least would, would have been the number one uh, selling point, especially when you're trying to get uh, businesses or various societies to switch over. So the fact that they're they're adding productivity means that it, it feels like it's that kind of um. It's like when you do a nutritional study, it relies very much on self-reporting. So you have people basically self-reporting that they got more work done. Or, I feel know, like
0: that's what this is. It's all this quality, has to be. quantity. Has to- Yes, data.
1: exactly. It has to be because uh, otherwise, yeah, I feel like you would definitely be seeing those those. Um, and
0: what fool, those hard, those what fool given a four day work week and then they're asked, <laughs> have you been more or less productive? What exactly. fool is going to say less productive?
1: Exactly. And, and then exactly. So they're, and they're, what do you call that? That's, that well, there's bias, but there's, it's a type of bias. So, yeah, you probably have a bit of that bias in these studies as well. Uh, but and I want you to means- edit.
0: I want you to edit all of my comments from the last two minutes out because I don't want to go against this study, by the way.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> I, I think what's interesting, though, is if if um, these corporations are still, you know, they're still around today, so obviously they've been doing well enough to uh, to, to remain afloat.
0: I have a hard time believing that if you cut out a day and it's not a day of productivity you're losing because in terms of you not being um, a ve- as a company, you're not available to the economy. You're just not right. shutting. You're not shutting down shop. You moving around your people. Some people work staggered days to make sure you have coverage five days, seven days a week, whatever your model is. And
1: those, right, and those things add a layer you're of complexity. Not, to if you lose sure.
0: one day like you know what I mean like you're absolutely not be like folding as a company that's crazy there's
1: I think there's a lot of ways you can you can look at this approach I mean I always look at this approach to say hey the five-day work week was something that was fought for uh, you know when people went to work to you know, there was like whistles being blown and you had a, like a, a steel pail lunchbox and it was a mostly male workforce. And most women were not in the workforce. They were at home taking care of children. So the no guys... one's taking care of the kids. Exactly. Now, exactly. Again, much like what we just talked about earlier, where you're 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 taking a framework from an earlier century and you're trying to apply it to a modern sensibility. The the, the entire work culture is the exact same thing. We're taking a mostly white male dominated workforce work work application to how how we approach work. And and yes, I mean, I'm using color because I'm, I'm saying that at that time, the way that the workforce was designed, it was designed around that particular working group of people who had the majority of the white collar working job. Well, factory based jobs that later rolled over to white collar jobs. To create this five day work week of you work for five days, then you go home and hang out with your kids on Saturday and you go to church on Sunday and you come back to work on Monday. That's the point of the framework has nothing else to do with basically anything else profitability. Uh, how, how like your your own happiness, or your, your welfare has nothing. Well, no, to do you're there. right.
0: No one no one analyzed productivity right. and said that's the optimal saying. amount is five days. That's right. It could you know that that's has not to your point has nothing to do with it. So the fact that you would go down to four, it's meaningless because yes. you could arguably say, well, if you go up to seven, it'll be even better.
1: Exactly. There's no. It's the, the whole reason we have the work week as it is has no data backing it up because it was based on social norms and constructs at the time. So going down to four. Is the only thing you have like? That's the only data-backed uh, analysis of change that 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 could be applied here because there's nothing about the five-day work week that says that it's the optimal way to do things. It's it's based on a, you know, what do you call it? I, I don't want to say GJ or Christian because it's not. It's just like that, you know that that family. That, it, I mean? It, it, it's just a, am kind of I, I?
0: You tell me. Am I getting caught up in the myth? Wasn't Ford partly responsible for for the five-day work week?
1: I think if he. I th- I think it was unions that were responsible for five day work week mostly it was workers joining together to fight having to work for six days because seven the six day work week was implemented uh, from the agrarian points of the of uh of like you know the west working culture because of the Sundays so, for church I mean even slaves didn't have to work on Sunday because it's like a church day so
0: yeah, I want to, so the, the Ford, I just looked it up really quickly. The Ford thing, Ford factory workers get 40 hour work week on May 1st, 1926, Ford mortar company becomes one of the first companies. So one of the first companies in America to adopt a five day work week, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say why though. So I think that's the that's key not, here is yeah, why
1: it's, it's not, it's just not the first
0: one, one of two, yes. First, right. but one of the first companies to adopt it. Right. So that is interesting. What caused it? I, I always assumed it was like labor strikes. Like, yes.
1: I think it was. No, I think that that, that's my point. I think it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, unionizing and labor labor movements that created the five day work week. Absolutely. I mean, Mm. we could look, we we might have to retract a little bit on it, but I'm pretty sure that even if we don't get the particulars right, the overall sensibility of how you got your five days was based on a a worker revolution, uh, international workers revolution. Yeah.
0: And again, just saying, hey, man, seven days is too much. I want I want some time back. And they're like, all right, take two. And then we we were like, okay, that's cool.
1: No, no, it was again. It was you had six days because you, the seventh day. Thing, oh, the, like, you're right, you're in, right, like, you're the right. Middle right. ages, like so, we got a day, right?
0: Bloody, bloody strikes day. got us a day. No, no, poor, I had an extra day. We got, we got five exactly. Six.
1: Yeah, the poor, the trout, the trout the downtrodden, the the slave classes. Yeah, they they always had the. I mean, this is not necessary. This is the unit. This is the. You know, this is the byline, this is the official, because I'm sure there were slaves who had to work all seven days, but uh the official is that the sun the Sunday, the day of God, it was the day of rest. So everyone got that day off, but you know.
0: Keep their conscience clean.
1: Well, you know. So
0: Oh, you got to indoctrinate too, right?
1: Well and, and yeah, part of it was the day of indoctrination. So Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, no. I mean to say, there's just nothing about. It. Well, I think or I was. I wanted to go on because I mean, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but I think that it is something that we need to hit home. You know, it, it, the five day work week it was something that was instituted. You know, the, the first companies were starting to do it back in the 1920s, and this is based on factory labor. So this is people actually having to stand all day in 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 you know dingy jobs that were uh, adverse to their health dangerous dangerous, dangerous all job, that machinery exactly, and stuff right, that, that there right. weren't precautions exactly taken right so you very dangerous labor and and the, and the work conditions are, are are uh you know they're, they're nothing like what they were what they are today and at that point getting all that stuff and the thing is these people are still getting it done and back then Ford, you know these companies were like you know what fine you can do five days and we could still be the robber barons We, you know these are incredibly wealthy men that's why we remember their names to this day they're the carnegies the rockefellers or whatever and what was like, it yeah.
0: uh is it the pinkertons
1: or something who, who they used to quell the yeah yeah to quell that, the, the, the to, to, to break the lines do you, so um,
0: yeah so it's probably cheaper to just give them a day off than to keep hiring those guys to keep
1: hiring these guys to break legs i'm sure the, there was i'm the, sure the, there was some some union, analysis done union strikes exactly right I'm sure there was. I'm sure that's the only analysis that was done. Is it is it more expensive to keep hiring these private police forces or just and losing the that, days that, until right.
0: that gets taken care of, or right, just exactly. give them a day off and but, it's you know 50, 50, whatever days off a year exactly. that you're giving but, them?
1: But back to my point on the issue is that you this is this is pre-internet. This is pre-technology we're talking about right and and even when when it bleeds over to office work office work still doesn't rely on the internet you've got people doing you you doing typewriters you've got people like a madman they're using the stupid mail shoot in order to get information quickly to another floor uh you know there's all these things that are just archaic and old comparatively to today's standards and businesses are still getting stuff done now we could work anywhere technically right i mean you as long as you have the internet you feasibly most people can do their jobs uh the fact that the internet makes Things that, you know, took weeks, take seconds or take minutes, uh, you know, accounts for next to nothing in terms of when people evaluate how work is done today. And the fact that we're still uh, chained to this five day work week, despite any adma- advancements in society that we make is, I feel, the most evidence you need to know how how, how there's like no empirical data to support that we need to continue to work a five-day work week. or j- It's just insane to, to that- be doing the same thing that someone was doing in 1927 20, 20, as you are in 2027, which well, you know, we probably will be.
0: I agree with everything that you just said in that point that you're making. The thing that bothers me about the continual advancement of technology and our stagnation, or if that's a word, and, and the way that we stagnation. work, our stagnation, thank you, uh, and the way that we work is that It's, it's the same point you're making, but I think in a different way, our ability to work becomes more efficient with technology. And instead of taking that time back that we have saved, we find new ways to apply it to work. And I think it's just like a philosophical difference and what our lives are supposed to be. Right. Right. And I don't think because and and people are ambitious they want more money they want to buy their material items and go places and things like that and provide and so they are competing with others and they have to continue to forfeit their personal time that technology should have yielded back to them right and and then there's just, just like indoctrination of corporate culture and yeah, work yeah. ethic that that you're that you're taught um you know mm-hmm. Americans work hard be and that's why we're that's why we're in the position we are today, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think that It's just a a philosophical shift that needs to happen, a cultural shift that needs to happen in mindset. Whereas when some new tech platform or whatever it is, even methodology of doing something, you know, it doesn't even have to be like, you know, powered by electricity, but just a new way of doing something um, makes that task more efficient. We get it done faster with less resources, the time gained back. I'm not saying it always should go back to your personal time, but what should we do with that? Mm -hmm. Should that be given back to the worker or should that be given to... You know, the business. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean by that? And I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. I do, I
1: do, because I think that you're, you know, you're speaking to, you know, at the turn of the 20th century, you had a lot of science fiction writers, a lot of, um, you know, um, sort of thought leaders in in, in that space. You're actually concentrating on that space that actually felt like the more technology would advance. Uh, the, the less people would have to do. There were actual whole thought experiments and whole like, papers and articles written uh, at that time that were concerned that at some point there wouldn't be enough work for every human being on this planet. And then at some point, there would just be so little for most people to do. What, you know, what are we going to do to fill their time? Clearly that hasn't happened because when the more free time you get, the more the companies or culturally the com- you give back to the company or the company takes advantage of that time. And it puts it into its own coffers, right? You don't get that into your into your. You don't get that rebate, right? And I think that's so. It's interesting. It's an interesting conversation to
0: now on the on the. Yeah, I was gonna say on the extreme end of you know the 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 opposition to what I just said is that your productivity will stagnate and your free time will go down to a place where you're working like ten minutes a day. Because tech has evolved so much. You work 10 minutes a day and you're producing what someone produced 50 years ago. But because of this new way of thinking, mm-hmm. um, you shouldn't work more and all that free time goes back to you. So I know that that's the extreme end of what I said. Oh. Uh, but I think that it's, it's worth invo- including in the conversation because there does need to be some type of protocol, methodology, again, philosophy of you know, what to do with this time. I think that's how it should be looked at every time some new advancement cuts down the amount of time to produce something, what should be done with that time? Who does that belong to? And maybe it is some kind of formula formulaic or, or, a case by case, or is it just that you owe your company, you know, 40 hours a week and that's it. Yeah. um... And is that how you want to spend your, your days on this earth?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that it, it's, i feel like the last part we could go a whole segment on because like that that yeah that that argument we could we could throw so many different types of like you know pop philosophy as to uh you know what wh- where that ship should should uh should eventually steer i think i mean yeah i yeah, i think it's too long for the time we have left to to really get into it but it's definitely interesting it's definitely something i want to definitely pick up uh i don't want to pick up at a in a on uh, a different uh, episode because th- Cliffhanger. it's really important and and here's the thing. I mean, full disclosure. I mean, I I do lean more towards a social social democracy, you know, uh, uh, ideology. And so, for my my knee jerk reaction is like, uh, you know, your time is your time. Time belongs to the individual. The individual has, uh, you know, that that free will that we we talk about. And with that free, and 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 we are, uh, you know if you want to go from it from a religious point of view, I feel like you're endowed with that free will and you're, you're supposed to be able to do with, with it, what you will. Uh, so yeah, it could go down. I'm, I'm already starting and it's not fair, but
0: people you know. are ambitious and you can hold that as an individual. And then your next door neighbor be like, I'll take a spot. And then if you're it out worked
1: that way. But that's the thing, you know, we don't have, but that's just, you know, that, that's the thing. I, and the whole time you were talking, I'm, I was thinking, you know, it's so funny because even it, culturally, yes, people are like, well, uh, the more t- the more I work the the higher up i'll go or or the, the 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 more my returns but if you really analyze it and when people do that, you know wages are stagnant right you your uh in- inflation the cost of college or the cost of various things does not has not kept up with how much the average person is actually making or being paid so there isn't a graph where it's like the more hours you put in the 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 higher your 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 uh your coffers rise. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not true for the average. Person. Yeah. I mean, it's true for some people, it's great. It's, scra- it's definitely scraping
0: pennies in the grand scheme of things. You make a couple extra hundred bucks, you get a raise, you make a couple thousand bucks. I mean, it's nothing like the millions that like the top is making. Yeah. It's
1: Well, it's not even just the top. It's just in terms of the, the corporation as a whole, you're just not, you're not getting anywhere. There, there is no relationship between how your, your increase in pay and the increase in profitability. And there is no relationship between how many hours you sacrifice in a week and how well that company is necessarily doing it, it you you just you're just, you're just too small especially when you're working on an international company you're just too small to have that kind of effect so I feel there's like you a lot need to, to exert
0: you need to exert so much control that no one would feel comfortable with that level of control over society I think from like any centralized body okay. yep. but you would need to exert so much control over to say as a, as a species as a as a people as a country whatever it is we want to produce this much this year to achieve these set of goals and this is what people are going to put into it like how do you because how how do you measure your time you can, to, in order for people in order for that not to happen in order for your neighbor not to jump over you with their ambition because you want to keep your personal time how everything would be, need to be so idealistic Culturally, people would just have to all be on board. That should never happen because your neighbor's on on the same page as you, and the people hold the power, and the people determine collectively, Um, you know, how much they're going to work and what what productivity is um, acceptable to demand of them.
1: Well, otherwise,
0: yeah. Go
1: ahead. Well, I'm saying we got to get it. Yeah, I think we do have to get into. We might have to start the next episode uh, talking about it because I think that you we're already starting from a position. Of fallibility because it's where we have this. This is, I feel like it's such an Americanism in terms of this. Well, what if your neighbor wants to work harder or jump over you? This, this like one to one competitive, uh, you know, worker competition thing that just doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. You, your neighbor, like I'm just saying, my neighbor is like, uh, um. Uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think of what the professional word for a yeah, football. but we're everyone's you know, replaceable saying, no, right now, though. No, job. but it's
0: all replaceable. If you had some, if you if you managed a team or you had employees, you had colleagues, mm-hmm. and someone was like, "I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that." They're going to get rid of you, and they're going to replace.
1: Fine. But that's the thing is, it should be fine. That's my point. That, that But is, that's uh,
0: my point is that unless everyone is on that same page, it's never going to happen,
1: right? Well, I mean, again, I think that's why we. I feel like that's what brings that. That's where like UBI comes into it. And, and, and I feel like that's just a whole nother conversation. But that that's where you have social programs, social reforms that create this safety net to allow some people to be that ambitious and just simply say, look, I don't want to settle for not having a yacht. A yacht is freaking important to me. I want yachts, helicopters, planes, gold toilets. This is my lifestyle. This is what I want to work for. And I think that there is a point, a place in society for that, and and that should be rewarded and you should be able to get that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that everybody needs to have a job that even if that job barely pays enough for them to pay their rent, because at at a certain point, you've got diminishing returns. And I think that that's where that's where that divorce happens in terms of our culture and like and the idea of work, because I'm like, some people are working those jobs that allow them to afford, afford helicopters. And for them, the American idealism very much works. And that should be something that's celebrated and they should be able to do what they want to do it's not necessarily a sense that someone doesn't want the helicopter or doesn't want to work hard enough to get a helicopter. It's just that not everybody needs to have a helicopter. Right. And then, but, but, but I think everybody needs to not be homeless. And so the, you have to create a society. Well, there's that. I mean, yeah, there, there's
0: absolutely that. Every, every job should, way, right? I mean, the idea is that every job gives you your basic needs
1: and that's not where we are. Exactly. And as I was saying, when we so it's like we can't it's like we that's not where these, I was. that's not where I was. I, know, I was I know. like, I was saying, you know. it's hard to have these conversations about what is ideal and talking about your neighbor versus you when it's like, well, we have such an unequal society already in terms of what can be achieved and what has been achieved that it's like you have to start you have to like normalize some sort of basic principles where people are now operating on on a sort of a, a, a more of a, a sense of equilibrium. And then then to sort of assess that whole like, well, what do we do with this extra time? It's like we need to get people to a point where they have that choice.
0: We need to get everyone where everyone has their safety net. And then that's where my next part was you would need to exert so much standardization, so much control from a central body, which people are afraid of um, to. I don't know, to to because it's all laws and all this whole structure is only as good as like the belief in it by the people to a degree. Uh, And so you would need to get people, everyone aligned. I mean, how do you, you that's like, what is anyone, what is one thing that everyone is aligned on? I don't, I I am having trouble. All
1: you need is, politicians and laws to be that that's the funny thing. It's no one has ever been all aligned on anything. This nation had a civil war for that very reason. No one has ever been a lot completely on one side of anything. So uh you know it's it's just about what a certain uh plurality of people who have the ability to affect change are able to affect at a certain time and then everyone else just has to go along with it. So that's sort of that's the way governing has worked historically in this nation. And you would know that by watching the interview, or the lecture I keep telling you to, to watch.
0: Um, yes, the lecture. Because lo- an hour thing. Why, all... why can't you send me things that are 15 minutes? Why you got to send me things that have, are like an hour? People complain
1: about that all the time. And it's like, because the best things in life are usually take at least an hour to explain.
0: <laughs> you can break it up into chapters. Let me skip.
1: Well, you could always timestamp like people should do with these episodes. If you if you don't want some of the banter, if you want to skip around to get stuff, there's timestamps in the, in the description below. So it bit. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's our time.
0: Cool.
1: Bit of a heavier episode, but Jamie, where can they find us
0: at retraction media? Hit us up on Twitter. Or We're, we're, we're going to start posting soon. Uh, I'm, I'm behind with the promos that we're active in comments on stories that we that we find interesting, but I'll get back on the promos summer hours here at the retraction offices. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and, uh, and for those listeners who are eager for our, uh, our listings, like, uh, you know, what are the five most deadly, uh, scorpions to, uh, to ever, uh, to ever walk the earth? Uh, we'll, we'll come back with a couple of those as well. So, uh, uh stay tuned. And, uh, and with that retraction out.